I think what we see here in our readings today, uh, between both our first reading and our gospel, is the issue of spiritual uh, discernment, spiritual discernment, judging things properly from a spiritual perspective. I find it really interesting here that, you know, there's this guy who was seemed to be very seriously possessed by a demon, and yet he's attending the Jewish uh, religious rituals in the synagogue. So, I, you know, almost like metaphorically, you can, you can you know, say to, to yourself, it's like the devil hides in the midst of goodness, you know. So it's, it's in the midst of even something as good as religion that the devil can hide. And it takes uh, the word of God, the power of the word of God to expose that darkness and to make it known. Because without Jesus coming in and speaking the word of God to this crowd of people, that guy would have kept coming you know, synagogue, and no one would have thought any differently, you know. Okay, so this is a guy, but the, the demon in him would never have been exposed, all right? But here, Jesus comes with the word of God, and they say, wow, where does this, this word come from? It's, he speaks it with authority, and so it's that authoritative word of God that has the power to expose uh, the darkness of the devil. And in our first reading from St. Paul, this is exactly what Paul is talking about, is, is the spiritual discernment. How do we get at the truth of the matter? How do we separate light from darkness, uh, truth from falsehood, good from evil? How do, we, how do we do this? Well, it's only the spiritual uh, man that can do this. It's only the spiritual person that can do this. So what is it to be a spiritual person? And that's kind of the primary question that you'd want to ask here on the basis of our first reading. What is it to be a spiritual person? Well, first and foremost, notice how St. Paul begins by talking about the spirit of a man that's in him. Only the spirit of a man that's in him knows what's in him. So we have to ask ourselves the question, what is, what is a truly the spirit of, of a human being? It is not, uh, the, the human person is composed of multiple levels and, and layers of reality, a kind of a lower level and a higher level. And at the lower level, we have our senses, and we have our uh, bodily instincts and our passions and emotions. Those are the lower level of our of ourselves, of our of the human person. The higher level, and actually the highest level, is the spirit. And at the pinnacle of the spirit are our intelligence and our free will. Okay, so to be a spiritual person is to exist usually and to operate for the most part at that higher level with our intelligence and our free will. Discerning the good with our intelligence and choosing it with our free will. That's how the spiritual person progresses through life and avoids the deceptions of the devil. If we operate constantly at the level of our senses and our emotions, we're going to be led astray. That's the level of the human person that the devil has easiest influence. He can influence us most easily there. So we have to operate at that higher level of intelligence and, and free will. Uh, but there's even something more beyond that. Okay, The spiritual person should exercise their reason and use reason as much as he or she possibly can. But there is a higher level than that even, and that's the word of God. Okay. St. Paul ends his passage here in Corinthians with something very powerful and very important. He says, who has, But who has known the mind of the Lord so as to counsel him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's a really important statement. 
We have the mind of Christ. There is a, a transcendent wisdom and intelligence, an intelligent wisdom of God, because ultimately only God knows. Uh, he, he's got the last judgments about what's right and wrong and good and evil and the difference between light and darkness. Only uh, God has got the ultimate judgment on that, okay? So we got to see the world from his perspective and from his intelligence, from his uh, wisdom. And it says, we have that mind, we have that wisdom. Very, very important, meaning that me as an individual member of the church, I can be led astray, but the church as a whole cannot be led astray. So it's very, very important because there has been implanted in the tradition of the church, in the life of the church over the course of 2,000 years, a wisdom that can't be wrong and that can lead no one astray. We really need to adhere to that if we're going to avoid the deceptions of the devil and the pitfalls uh, that he places uh, you know, in our, in our paths. So how do we do that? Well, through sacred scripture, through learning about the saints, imitating the saints, looking to their lives as examples um, for how we should live our Christian life. We have a huge, massive moral tradition and spiritual tradition uh, that's been given as a, as a permanent heritage and endowment to us. And so we draw from that. And that's, that's the mind of Christ. That's what St. Paul means ultimately. He says, we have, we have the mind. I don't have the mind of Christ, but we have the mind of Christ. And when I say we, it's, again, it's not us here present, but it's all the members of the body of Christ stretching across 2,000 years. Those who are in heaven, those who are on earth, those all over the whole world. We have the mind of Christ. Very important to, to keep that as a proper context as to how do we find that word of God that Christ has given to us, that word that's powerful and that exposes the demonic darkness in our midst and gives us the ability to discern right from wrong and truth from error.